0: Hey friends, welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I am so glad that you're here today. This show is a safe space with real conversations to help you live free and pursue your God-given dreams. Think of this as a therapy session with your best friend. Oftentimes, God brings things up because they are on the way out. Lean into the topic God is bringing up today on starting your day like Wonder Woman. And be sure to stick around until the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-approved strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Today's guest is one I met years ago at the Declare Conference, and she inspired me to start my own podcast. Kat Lee is passionate about teaching others how to jumpstart each day with a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. She's the author of the Hello Mornings book, a speaker, podcaster, and the founder of hellomornings.org. She and her husband, Jimmy, live in Waco, Texas with their three children. This conversation I had with Kat was full of practical tips to start your morning well. Tune in to hear her golden nuggets along with what in the world Wonder Woman has to do with it all. Well, hello Kat and welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you here today. Hey, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you for lots of reasons. Um, Before we jump into that, though, I like to ask my guests, what is one random fun fact about you that I didn't read on your professional bio?
1: Oh, random fun fact. I probably didn't say anything about I still have dreams of being an Olympic athlete, even though I have zero qualifications. But every time the Olympics rolls around, I'm 45, I think, well, surely I could like apply for dual citizenship in the Philippines and like. Be on their ski team or something. So, are you a good skier? No, no, No? (laughs) don't ski at all. But I figure neither do very many Filipinos. So, that could, be my, that could be my in. So that the, the hope is fading every time the Olympics rolls around. But
0: yeah, I oh, love it. Lately. My husband and I joke that I feel like sometimes I miss my call. I could have been a speed walker in the Olympics because oh. I, I have like I have short legs, but man, they can they can go. And I'm like, man, I miss my calling on that one. So I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so what I was going to say, though, about why I'm excited to have you on here is because I first... Met slash got to know you and your ministry at Declare because I was, I attended Declare for several years, then I was on their team for several years, and I feel like they, they had you come speak a lot. And so we got to connect there. Um, would you share a little bit about why and how did you get started in the online space?
1: You know, I kind of fell into it really. I, I think what really sort of turned me on to blogging and stuff is I picked up a copy of CCM magazine. I don't even I mean magazines, we don't often buy those anymore. But there used to one called, it was like Christian Contemporary Music Magazine, and it had a list of artists who blogged at the time. And I was like, what's a blog? And Sean Groves was one of them. And so then I got online and I found his blog, and he was talking about a lot of things that were just Really interesting, and I wasn't really reading in media or wherever else. And I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Then I got to know the community there and the people there, and I started reading other blogs. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to have my own voice in the space, so I started a blog called The Secret Life of Cat, and. I didn't tell anybody about it except online people and I would just kind of share my thoughts and ideas and it's just one of those things that kind of grew from there then you know as I became a mother and all of that I just kind of got passionate about sharing about motherhood and how I could help moms and eventually about mornings and morning routines so it all started with a magazine
0: I love that um so is that secret life of cat
1: is that still in existence somewhere out there I I mean maybe on the way back what is it? The, what's that website called the Wayback Machine? It's probably maybe on there somewhere, but I don't think I don't think I even own the domain name anymore. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a long time ago. Yeah.
0: I kind of have a similar. My r- first blog was called Life Outside the Shell, and it was definitely me blogging on a on the DL, if you will, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it does still exist. I just don't put anything on there anymore. Uh, yeah. So okay, that's so fun. All right. So you mentioned you started there, and then it transitioned. I, I love how God works. I I feel like one of the reasons I love to hear stories like yours is because something god is reminding me and constantly teaching me is he's always just asking us to do the next thing that he puts in front of us you know we don't always have to see the huge big picture in fact if we wait for the huge big picture it may not ever come because it's just okay do the next thing do the next thing and um so i love that about you and how now you here you are with hello mornings tell us about that ministry
1: yeah, well, it just kind of emerged from the very me learning and growing and sharing online. And one thing that I would say to anybody who's wanting to get started online, hello mornings, obviously was not my first website, and there were so many. Like, I occasionally will just randomly remember various websites that I started in between. Like, there's probably a dozen. Different websites that I started over the years. And it's just been a process of figuring out what I'm passionate about. And I feel like there was often a balance between what I feel like I should be passionate about and what's cool and what I'm actually passionate about. And it's kind of all boiled down to Helen Mornings, right? I'm, I'm just, I really am passionate about women starting their day with Jesus because there isn't any other helpful information that I could put out there. There's no online course. There's no book that they could read. Nothing's going to impact their life more than starting each day, just connecting with Jesus. And if I can be a conduit to help women do that, wow, I mean, we can literally change the world. So I'm really passionate about that. I'm also a little nerdy. I love psychology and the concepts of habit building. And how do we actually, instead of just wanting to have a morning routine, how do we actually do it how do we overcome you know our guilt when we quote unquote fail how do we build those habits into lifelong things and so i've nerded out on that a little bit as well but it, it initially just started because i wanted to be a great mom and i just felt like every morning i was waking up on the defensive you know my kids jumping on me waking me up and i'm running behind all day long and at just one low point felt like god was like you need to start waking up for your life and not just to your life and And so I just started really pathetically and small. I heard a great quote the other day. I want to say that it was by G.K. Chesterton, but I could be wrong. And I think the quote is, if something is worth doing, it's worth doing poorly, which seems very contrary to what we might often hear. uh, But that's how I started my morning routine. It it was worth doing. And so I was just going to do you know, my morning routine, however I could. And it might've just been reading one verse and praying one quick prayer, but I saw the value in it and connecting with God, it just kind of grew and snowballed, I guess, from there. And I just wanted to help other women with it. And so that's kind of how Hello Mornings got its start.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's what I want to talk to you about today because- a bit about me. Hello mornings has really blessed me because I have been one of those people and I still will say this, like, I don't particularly claim to be a morning person. Like if you were to meet me first thing in the morning versus at midnight, I'm a happier person at midnight. Like I'm just, I have more energy and I can do all the things and I just, I'm a night owl and my husband is too. But that does not mean that. So for years I felt like my mornings kind of bossed me around, you know, it was like, I woke up just like you said, I woke up, getting hit by not only the kids not physically but like you know right in my face right. the kids and oh you got to do this and you got to do that and um you know for me whenever i started grad school a couple of years ago i started to realize oh this isn't going to work you know like i mean this i there's so much happening here and so I'm actually doing your um, Hello Mornings boot camp right now. I think we're on- I, I saw that. Yeah, we're on day three. And that has been such a blessing. And um, I actually, so for those of you listening who are interested in their resources at the end, I'll have Kat tell you about those, but- There was a piece of me that hesitated to sign up simply because I thought, is this going to be one more to-do list thing for me? Like, you know, I started to think, like, is this going to be one more thing that I'll have to do or whatever? But from the very first morning when I saw the way you laid it out, it did not feel at all like a to-do list. In fact, it has helped me in the short three minutes, (laughs) like, just set my brain up for okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is what God's saying. And um and I do want you to talk about the three different elements that you incorporate incorporate, the God time, the plan time and the move time. I will tell you the one that's been the most powerful for me, because I've I've never struggled, well maybe as a kid, with the move time. I've always gotten up and exercised, but I didn't always do the God time and plan time first thing in the morning um it was just kind of came throughout the day or whatever and especially the plan time um that has really helped me how you ask you know just the simple question of ask god what's on my list that maybe needs to be removed and what would he like to add and so that's been really powerful so tell me about those three times and why you feel like these three things that you have us start the morning out with are so important
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Rachel, because I feel like so often we think of our God time and our plan time and our move time as these three very compartmentalized different aspects of our life that have all different purposes. And I think it's really important to recognize that they all I mean, ultimately have one purpose, like we as believers have one purpose to bring God glory and to lead others to him. And so really, our morning routine has the same purpose. So we spend time with Jesus to connect with him to know his purposes and plans for our day, we plan our day so that we can align with his purposes and plans for our day. And we choose to be healthy, not for our own image and for our own glory, but so that we can have the energy to do the things that he's called us to. And when we align our lives and our days in that way, we're walking exactly in the way that we were created to. And it just feels the most right and the most healthy, even though the world would tell us differently, the world would tell us that, you know, we we'll have your plans and have your dreams um, or, you know, be fit and be healthy so that you can get compliments and people can, you know, look at you a certain way. Um, but really it's all about His glory and, and His purposes. Because that's ultimately what we're made for. And so, thinking of our morning routine, it's easy to think of that maybe in the big context from the 10,000 foot level. But if we think about that actually in our day to day morning routine, and if we um, employ that in our day to day morning routine, it really changes how we think about planning and fitness. And that small shift, I think, in perspective can have a really, really powerful impact because it changes our purpose and our why. And our why is really what keeps us going with a morning routine or with anything that we're doing. We need to have a purpose. And ultimately, if the purpose is just us, our plans, our image, our checking off our good Christian list, it's just not going to last. And it's not going to have the intended impact that God wants it to have. So if we just shift that thinking to think, okay, I wake up each morning because God created me out of all the people in the world, out of all the people in all of history, he created me in a very special and unique way. And I have a purpose today. Like There are people out there in my life today that he would love for me to impact, maybe change their life, maybe save their life. I have no idea what his plans are. And what? why else would I do anything but stop and be like, okay, God. What do you have for me today? And then look at our plans and our schedule, not as, you know, our determined manifesto of what we're going to do today, but really as a sacrifice to him saying, okay, God, I have time today because you've given me life. What am I going to do with it? Even if, you know, I might have these really long held plans for my day, but I want to surrender those to him because he might have something so much better, better and we can give up our, you know, plastic pearls and he can give us real ones, you know. So I really think they work together, kind of like a, a motorcycle. You know, we have our, our um, plan time, which is kind of like the handlebars that direct us in in the way that we go. We have our move time, which is like the wheels and that keep us going. And we have our God time, which is really the engine. And I think it's really important for us to think about those three areas of our life together as one all for his glory, because it changes changes our perspective, and it changes kind of the importance of each one. You know, I might be less likely to say, "Eh, I'm just going to eat Reese's peanut butter cups all day today, because I like to, as opposed to, you know what, that's really not going to give me the energy to be a blessing to my kids today. So that's not what God intended. So maybe I'm not going to. So I feel like that perspective shift can be really helpful in our why that we do each one of those areas.
0: I love that you said that. I think you in one of the teachings, uh, you said you talked about the book start with why and how important the why is. So what are some examples of whys that you think which you could just gave some, but like what would be your your big why for why you feel like it's so important to to start our mornings outright if you have anything more to share that beyond what you already did?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So can I be really cheesy for a moment? Sure. Um, I don't. I don't fully endorse this movie necessarily. I don't love all the parts of it, but the original Wonder Woman movie. There's one scene in it that was super impactful and powerful to me, and that I often think of in my morning quiet time. So it's this scene where it's in World War One, and they're at no man's land, and it's basically they the Germans and the Allies have been in a standoff for you know I don't know months, and nobody has made any progress. And, you know, they're saying, you can't go out there, you can't go out there. And so she's like, but this is what I was made to do. And so then she climbs up and then she just runs across no man's land and she has this shield and like, they're just, you know, the Germans are just shooting at her and she's almost kind of stuck for a while until the allies say, you know, she's really taking the fire and then they run out there and then they throw a bomb, which kind of frees her up to do her thing. Anyway, it was just really impactful to me because I got, that's what I think of in my morning routine. I like to think of, you know, all of the women involved in Hello Mornings as Hello Mornings heroes, that every morning we're waking up, we're crossing that no man's land and saying, God, I'm going to fight for my family. I'm going to fight for my community. I'm going to fight for those that I love in prayer by being submitted to you, by being willing to be used by you, by submitting my desire. Desire for certain plans or certain foods to eat or whatever to use so that I can be used by you so that all these people behind me, you know, whether it's in my life right now that I might see or whether it's generations to come, they can be literally freed because of just me submitting to you. There's a, a song quote that I love um, that says, today's surrender is tomorrow's freedom. Mm. And um, so it's kind of that's that's my why in the morning that you know the prayer that I pray this morning might be the very thing that saves one of my kids lives in the future the the you know word that I have from God for one of my friends or family might be the very thing that they cling to during a really hard time and I just want to be vulnerable run out there onto the battlefield for them and um, for whatever God has for me so that that's a little bit cheesy, but that's kind of the picture that I have in my mind for my why each day. And I think it really comes down to, I really, really firmly believe that each one of us has greater purposes than we could possibly ever imagine. We might think that our life is small. We might think that we don't do anything spectacular, but we never really know what small actions we might take throughout the day that could literally change someone's someone's life like my daughter a while back was driving and some guy that was holding one of those we buy gold signs at the corner of a shopping center um, she was about to turn and he started screaming at her don't go don't go because he saw this other car that she couldn't see coming around the corner at like way crazy speed and likely it would have t-boned her and she would not be here and he could have woken up and thought wow I'm getting paid this you know I don't even know if it's a contract where, you know, I don't even know what kind of job that is, but he might've thought, you know, I'm not a CEO. I'm not a surgeon. My life isn't really powerful, but he literally, because of his attentiveness saved my daughter's life. And we never know what little things we might do throughout the course of the day. And so, man, I want to, I want to be listening for what God has for me because you know how exciting to be play a big part in, in God's plans for other people's lives.
0: Well, I don't think your illustration is corny at all. In fact, I think I remember at Declare one time you put up a picture of Wonder Woman in one of your talks, and it stuck with me. I'm I'm a big Wonder Woman fan. Side note, I would totally wear a Hello Mornings Heroes shirt, like Wonder Woman theme or something. You should, you know, just think about it, you know, just think about it. So I love that. I love that name. Today's episode is brought to you by Daily Kairos. The Daily Kairos Journal is a tool to help you draw closer to God by being more intentional with your time and building a stronger daily prayer life. The daily spreads are designed to give your mind and heart a refresh each day and include sections for verse memorization, gratitude, prayer request, and a daily intention. The right side of the daily spread is an open space to record any reflections as you're spending time in the Word, as well as anything you feel the Lord is speaking to you throughout the day. I have a Daily Kairos journal myself, and I love adding it to my quiet time. To shop, head to rachelgilbert.com forward slash Daily Kairos. And you can use this special code for Real Talk listeners. That code is RealTalk20 for 20% off your order. And those links will be in today's show notes as well. All right, let's get back to the show. You know, I just love this conversation for many reasons, and that one of the things I have noticed, even just for myself in doing the, the Hello Morning, is that I feel like it's also a act of dedicating the first of my day to the Lord. And so it can feel like super small, you know, like, oh, it's only three minutes, you know, but it's also, I, I feel like just that act, it also just paves the way. It's almost like when I think of us as Wonder Woman and, you know, in battle together, I think about how we're just basically going to our commanding officer saying, Lord, what do you want us to do today? Instead of just running out and just going into battle without any plan, without any guidance, without any, you know, anything. And just, but so it's like, we're stopping asking him what he wants us to do and then we're going. And so it's so powerful. Um, What do you feel like of these three areas? What do you feel like is the area that we tend to overlook the most?
1: You know, in a sense, I would say God time because so many of us overlook maybe the true intention of time with God we think of it as okay I read my bible and I'm going to check that off or I you know I did the things as opposed to Really just connecting with him, just like you said, like the command, going to the commanding officer or, you know, a a quarterback is never going to run to the Super Bowl and just run straight onto the field. He could ruin the whole game because he doesn't know the game plan. He doesn't know what's supposed to happen. Um, He always connects with the coach first. Um, So I, I think even though a lot of us maybe do our God time, it's not always with the intended purpose of it. It's not for, it's not our thing. It's not for us to check something off. It's for us to be like, God, you're worthy of me just saying hello first thing in the morning and connecting with you. I I like to think of, this did not happen because it makes me sound like a terrible person. But if, you know, like I had this meeting this morning, if my, my son woke up and he was like, Hey mom, can I, can I have a hug before your meeting? And if I said, you know what, buddy, I know you really like it when we play a full game of risk and then a game of monopoly. And Then we watched like five Star Wars movies. So I'm going to wait to even hug you or talk to you or connect with you until after my meeting, because then we can do the really big stuff that I know you like. So let's just not hug right now. I'm just going to go. Bye. you know, he he would be so sad and dejected that I didn't just give him that hug in the morning. And not that God necessarily needs our hugs, but I think we need his presence more than we think that we do. And so often we wait for it to be perfect. Later in the day that we don't just make that initial connection in the morning that can lead to so much more than some particular dedicated time that, you know, we think is our duty to do, if that makes sense. So, so, yeah, I think the God time, because we're not connecting, we're just trying to kind of check something off Mm -hmm. of a list. And I don't think that guilt is that guilt is honestly, I think that's totally the enemy Mm -hmm. Um, trying to create a separation that isn't there. So Yeah, I would say that that'd be my answer.
0: All right, let's I'm going to have confession time here and just give a recent example of myself with this. And the Lord has flipped this for me, thankfully, this year. Um, Last year, I did a chronological Bible reading plan through the Bible app. And it was a daily thing, read the Bible on a day. And like at first it was great. And then about mid year, it got pretty sticky. Like you said, yeah. like it was very much like, oh, I haven't done it. Like it was a dread thing. And then I would just get to where, like, and I'm not proud of this, guys, but I just need everybody to know that we all wrestle with this stuff. But I would get to where I'd like speed read it just to check it off. Speed read it, check it off. And like you said, I would think I would just keep putting it off until later in the day because I'd be like, oh, it's six chapters today. Oh, no, you know, or and it, and it just got super heavy. And um, my daughter, who's 14, she was doing it with me as well. And a few months ago, we were getting towards the end of the year. And we both kind of had like a confessional time with each other (laughs) about like, you don't like it either? Oh, I don't either. Because we were doing it together, you know, and she's like, No, Mom, I. And so anyhow, this year, we decided to and I actually put just a basic free printable chronological reading plan on my website that people could print like old fashioned printer, you know, so that they could, you know, if they want to do it that way, like me and my daughter feel like, um, it was just more enjoyable for us to do it at our own pace with paper and pen, you know, no pressure to like check off a box on our deal or whatever. So anyway, um, it was funny, though, because I had decided to do that. But then on Bible app, which I love the Bible app for many reasons. I do. Don't get me wrong. But it also has turned into like the social media element, because I guess you can have friends right. on there and all this. And I'm like, wait, hold on. I was just trying to read the Bible, not have another social media site. So uh, after my daughter and I had had that conversation, I got an invite from a friend who wanted to read the Bible in a year with me on on there. And I was like, oh, no, I've already decided I'm not doing that. And so I had to do a really hard thing. And I told my friend, I was like, it's not about you. I just don't feel like I'm supposed to do it. But I had to go in and decline to read. Like, you have to prove or decline on the Bible app, you know. Yes. And so I had yes. to hit decline on reading the Bible, you know, in a year with her because it was going to be another, like, you know, bullet point checklist thing. And I knew that was not where God was leading me. So anyway, super random story, all to say, I get how that feels. And I definitely um, can see how it can turn into something that the enemy comes in and like puts shame and guilt on us if we didn't get a reading done and all that stuff. So yeah, thank
1: you for yes. sharing. <laughs> no, I would say everybody has been there. And I, I think that's probably the biggest, um, barrier to people having a morning routine uh, or spending time with Jesus in general is just the, the idea that um, guilt is anything more than an indication. I think too often we feel guilty about not doing something. We take that on as our identity and we say, okay, well, I just can't do this or I'm a bad person for, you know, not doing this or God is mad at me. But I think guilt, we always need to see it as an indication that maybe our Process didn't work for the season we're in, or for our time, or whatever. And it's really just feedback and an indication that a process didn't work. And it should never, I don't think God ever intended for guilt to become an identity. I think that's where grace comes in. Like guilt should always be followed by grace. There's actually um, a study done, I don't have it in front of me, but it was basically a study done on, on several people who were, hundreds of people who were dieting. And um, they were invited in and they were told, hey, Why don't you you eat this cookie? but half of the people they said when they ate the cookie they said hey this is for a study so it's really going to help people so i know you were dieting but don't be hard on yourself because this is to help people and this is for a study and then after they ate the cookie they were taken into another room with a random bowl of candy and they're just supposed to taste test or whatever and the results basically said something along the lines of the women who gave themselves that grace statement ate 40 percent less candy in the next room than the people who weren't given that grace statement. And while it has nothing to do with Jesus or anything like that, I think it's an indication of the power of grace that we have in ourselves, that so often we like take on that guilt as our identity, we don't give ourselves grace. And then it leads to us giving up. When in actuality, I think we just are supposed to take guilt as kind of like a little pain point. Oh, this isn't quite right. Let's pivot instead of let's quit or let's, you know, cower in shame because that's not what God has for us at all. He wants us to to keep going and to keep moving forward to him with him. And I think if we look at our morning routine as kind of a path that we're choosing to be on instead of a, you know, specific goal We can have a little bit more grace with ourselves to just, you know, the whole point is just to keep going. It's not like I give up on my kids when, you know, they do something that I don't like. So I'm like, oh, see ya. We just, motherhood is a path that we're on and we just continue in that relationship no matter what happens. And I think it's the same with meeting with him in the morning.
0: Yeah, I love that. What advice do you have then for those mornings where like, we'd missed it, you know, didn't start out on the right foot. And now here I am at noon. And oh, man. So what is your what's your advice for those
1: days? Yeah, I would say it's never about when we wake up. It's about how we wake up. Mm -hmm. Or it's never about how when we start a day, but it's about how we start a day. So the moment that you think I missed it, you didn't. That's just you know, that's just the pinprick to say, hey, God, I love you so much. And I'm so thankful for today. I, you know, I may not have met with you as early as I wanted to, but I'm here now. Let's move forward together. And whether, you know, that's why I really encourage people to memorize scripture in um, the Rings Academy. We have a bunch of different scripture challenges. Uh, you, there's apps, you know, like the Bible app or whatever. There's an app called... um I think it's just called Bible memory. There's another one called verses. And I just really encourage people to memorize at least one simple passage of scripture so that at the moment that you think you blew it for the day, you be like God, I love you. I'm ha- I- I'm taking space in my brain to have this thought that I blew it. I blew it. So instead, I'm going to flip that and say I'm going to take this time and this space to say God, hey, I love you. And I want to follow you today. And then, you know, praying through like for Hello Mornings our versus Psalm 143, eight, or you could pray through Psalm 23, or whatever it is, and just using that moment to meditate on his truth and his word. So I would say the moment that you think that you blew it is the exact moment that you need to spend time with him, even if it's just, you know, 30 seconds. And in the three minute morning, the thing that I love about it so much is that literally, You can, and I often do, do it while I'm laying in bed in between snooze buttons. So Mm -hmm. I'll hit the snooze button and then I'll have my three-minute morning and then I will get up and then have my morning routine. You know, it's just, it's like, it's like when you work out, you don't just dive right into heavy weights or into doing a bunch of sprints. You always warm up first. And that's what I see the three-minute morning as. It's a way to warm up and connect with God. And then you can do your Bible study or your workout or your big planning or whatever, but I, I think it's important to have that one consistent thing that you can do no matter how much time you have or what time of day it is. Yeah.
0: I don't know if anybody has told you this, but one of the things I like about listening to you or having me you leaving through is your your voice is therapeutic. Have you has anybody <laughs> told you that? <laughs> I'll have to tell my kids that. Um
1: yeah, it uh, is. No, well, actually,
0: because the actually last have. thing I would want is you being like, "Well, good morning," and you know, yelling in my ear or something. Which I know you wouldn't do that, but you just have the right vo- voice and tone that I'm like, I'm still waking up, and this is good. You know, like I can. That's funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: I do actually try to have a calming voice because yeah. I realize that people listen first thing in the morning. My daughter listened to a bunch of our studies recently for me to to do some editing for me. She's like, "Mom, you sound so soothing." I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm trying to because I know nobody wants." you know, a chip or chipmunk first thing in the morning. You yeah. kind of need to be eased into it, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have one final question for you before we hop off here. And it's, um, I love, you know, the Bible talks about that without plans that people perish. So we know part of the three-minute morning is p- our plan time. I would have just a—I guess it's a personal question, and I think listeners would be curious as well—how can we be sure that our plans line up with God's? Because sometimes when you ask that prompting question of, you know, look at your schedule and look at, you know, what what does God want to add and what, what should we take away, I feel like sometimes I'm going, wait, is this me or is this God? Or, you know, how do I sort mm-hmm. out the difference between my own desires and my own plans versus His?
1: Mm-hmm. I think just really— holding everything loosely and really honestly praying that prayer and saying, God, what on here really, I'm willing to let go of anything for you if I feel led by you. And everything takes practice. So I think hearing God takes practice in discerning between our own thoughts and his thoughts. And I think there's even grace in that process. So it's not like, oops, I shouldn't have had that meeting today. I blew it. It's okay. Maybe I shouldn't have had that meeting today. God, I want to hear you better in the future. So I just, I think it really comes down to our heart and our attitude of, of holding all those plans lightly. It's not at all about perfection. It's about just the progress of listening and being willing to listen and having an open heart and preferring his plans over ours no matter what those are and we're never going to do it perfectly and we're especially not going to do it perfectly immediately i think one thing that that sometimes helps people to crash is when they think okay I've decided to do this, now I'm going to do it perfectly. When really we spent the last 20 years of our lives doing something completely different. So, you know, having a certain perspective, it takes time, just like it took time to get you where you are, it's going to take time to get where you're going. And again, I think that grace is such a big a big part of it. So I would say just praying and having an open heart. God, what do you have for me? I really and truly want what you have and not just what I want, because it is a balance. We do have to plan. I think that, you know, if we're going to live intentional, purposeful lives, we need to be intentional. We need to plan. We need to set goals. We need to evaluate things, but it's just a process of incorporating God into each one of those decisions, each one of those uh, goals and tweaking and being willing to tweak as we go along.
0: Well, Kat, thank you for so much of your wisdom here today. Before we jump off, I would love for you to share with listeners all the places that they
1: can connect with you and Hello Mornings. Sure. Well, you could go to hellomornings.org and then there's just a little start button in the top right. You can click that and you can download our three minute morning kit. And it has, you know, all the details about the three minute morning. It has a printable tracker, um, all the stuff that you need. You can also go to hellomornings.org forward slash prayer. We have family prayer calendars and you can download those as well. We have a podcast. You can find us on Instagram. hello mornings. pretty much. Everywhere.
0: Yeah. So if they just type in the word hello mornings or the phrase hello mornings, they'll find you, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for taking time to come on today. I can't wait to release this episode to the listeners.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me, Rachel. I really appreciate it.
0: It is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show that we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps you can implement into your life right now. Today, we discuss the power of a morning routine. At the root of a great morning routine is building new habits. I'm gonna share eight simple ways to build a habit. These come directly from a tool on Therapist Aid. Your only goal here is to choose one of them to apply today. You're gonna choose one that seems to fit in best with your lifestyle. So here we go. First tip. Differentiate between goals and habits. Goals are outcomes such as getting healthy. Habits are the actions you take to achieve a goal. For example, eating vegetables with each meal and exercising every day. Tip number two start with small changes. Make incremental changes toward the behavior you want and work your way up from there. Even if you improve at something only 1% every week, the changes that accumulate over months or years are huge. Number three, update your environment. Make changes that encourage your new habit and discourage unwanted habits. So if you'd like to eat healthier, keep a bowl of fruit on the counter and put unhealthy snacks out of sight or in the trash can like I do. <laughs> Number four, tie new habits to other activities. So for example, this is one of my favorites. You can make a plan using this format. After blank, I will blank. So an example, after each meal, I will read for five minutes, or I even do during. So for like, I I have a goal of memorizing scripture. So during... The time where I brush my teeth and I wash my face, I have a scripture up on my mirror and I read it and I rehearse it in my mind. So I'm already doing something. And so I'm bringing that new habit in of scripture memorization into something I'm already doing. This one has worked really well for me. Next up, number five, some practice is better than no practice. So even if you don't have a lot of time or energy, do something towards building your habit. Are you too tired for a long walk or long run? Okay. So walk for five minutes. Are you too busy to read a whole chapter? All right, read one page. Remember this, consistency builds habits. Next tip, tell someone you're starting a new habit. This one's really powerful. Doing so creates accountability and makes it more difficult to back out of your commitment. Also, once others know you're working towards a goal, they may offer encouragement and support. I can't tell you the number of times my kids have called me out and been like, hey, mom, aren't you doing such and such when they see me not doing it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks for that. Okay, next one. Track your habit. Keep a journal, calendar, or spreadsheet to record your habit each time you practice. It can be satisfying to record your behavior and to look back and see all the hard work you've put in. Plus it can be motivating to keep a habit streak alive. I love this one as well because I love like tracker things. If those kind of things make you happy, do this one. But I do want to give you a word of wisdom here. If that kind of stuff feels stuffy or it feels like, oh, dreaded and, and have to, and I would not recommend doing that because anything that... Doesn't bring you life or some kind of um, enjoyment or something like that. It's going to be really hard to keep that up. So I would just be careful, be mindful of this one, how how it makes you feel, and, and notice that about yourself. All right, last tip: celebrate your successes. Healthy habits tend to have long term benefits that take time to kick in. While you're waiting for these, give yourself immediate small rewards to sustain motivation. Just make sure those rewards don't contradict your goals. Okay. I just shared eight tips with you for building a new healthy habit. I need you to listen to me very carefully right now, though. Please don't take all eight of those and go try to apply them tomorrow. It won't work. So here are your two action steps to wrap up this segment. First, choose a habit you feel God calling you to build. Not one that you think you should, not one that your best friend is doing, so now you think you also should as well. Ask God, hey, What area of my life would a new habit be very helpful to build or to break? Like sometimes we need to break bad habits, right? Ask God what that is for you. And then the next action action step, choose one. Did you hear me? One of these simple steps to implement it today. Now down the road, you can choose some others, but it's really important you start small and let that one small change be implemented, and then you can bring other ways in, okay? Well, that concludes our Get Real Practical segment for today. If you haven't already left a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show, would you mind taking a moment to do so? I read every review that comes through and those reviews help other people find the show as well. Okay, friends, that's all for today. I pray this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.